Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're gonna go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Hour two on your Monday. Welcome to it. I'm Austin. He is not Strick. He is Nick, the new champ in the house, sitting in the champ seat. Something like that. You did it. I, I hope Strick was listening. I need to text him and say, man, dude. This shootout strict game is pretty easy. You just send him a podcast link. You won't know what I it should. is. I should. We'll get that up at some point, and I'll make sure he gets it. Okay, He's got to know. Please do. Because uh, y- you know he's going to hear about it when he gets here tomorrow. I also didn't take that much time off the clock. I think it was like 25 seconds I had left. It is a 37-second timer. Okay, so it would not and, have been like that. Well, No, it would have been. Right about that. It was that quick. You, you got Izzo in with like eight or nine seconds on the clock. Wow. Flew through it. Not bad. To five out of six. And, and once again, shout out to Chris if he's still listening. Heck of an effort. Valiant, run at it. Valiant effort from from the uh, contestant, Chris. I mean, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to have to go to a tiebreaker, and I probably would have lost. I probably would have lost. I did give you the tiebreaker question, and you kind of had no idea where to start. I had no clue. Yeah. I, I didn't even have a benchmark. I was I like, know. I don't even know what number to guess. This I guess in the 50s, and then I guess <laughs> in the negative 30s. Then it was 14. Somewhere negative in the 14. middle, yeah. <laughs> Uh, 402-464-5685, Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman text line if you have any thoughts. A um, couple things as we start our Husker football discussion. Um, Justin asks, any news on Elante Brown? I'll defer to you on this one since I was out of town for a week. No, nothing yet. Okay. Um, shout out to Jordan and Wilbur. 18 was Matt Masker. Yes. How could I forget Matt Masker? Hey, hey, the pride of Carney. Well, one of them with uh, Heinrich Harburg. Before last season, uh, there was someone I was talking to. They will remain nameless. Okay. They they asked me this question unironically because they then proceeded to lay out the case for this. The question was, how cool would it be if Matt Masker won the starting job? I'm not sure. I, I don't have the answer for that one. I, not not cool? It's, because that's not yeah. his role? No, not his role tells you a lot went wrong. Yeah, not cool. I'm, I'm out on that one. Yeah. Um, to the to the numbers. Let's start yeah. there. James and Lincoln. Do they explain why there's no single digits anymore? Um, no, no. Um, it's so this article comes from from Michael Brunts of Twenty Four Seven Sports. Uh, just says Nebraska released an updated roster featuring new numbers and positions. Um, one notable change is that there are no not currently any players in single digit numbers. Head coach Matt Rule didn't comment on that change Monday, but it follows something that Rule brought back at Temple. That was started by former head coach Al Golden. Golden reserved single-digit numbers for the toughest players on the roster. A player getting a single-digit number was reserved for the toughest players on the team. So we could um, see some tough fall, conti- maybe. Yeah, he continued the tradition at Baylor where the players voted on the recipients of single-digit dirt jerseys. Rule is slated to address the media next on March 28th. So there's that. Um, so once again, some of the numbers. <laughs> Well, so in alphabetical order, so they're not going to be in, which kind of bothers me a little bit that they're not in in, in order of the number, mm-hmm. but alphabetical order. AJ, there's quite a few, and I did not realize these are just, I guess, number changes. Okay. AJ Allen is now number twenty three instead of zero. AJ going MJ. Yep, love it. AJ Allen is now twenty three. 
Jake Applegate, who you might remember is now on the offensive side of the mm-hmm. ball, playing tight, end. playing tight end, is number 83. Um, let's see, that's just a new person. Dwight Boodle, the second true freshman, is number 40 as a defensive back. <laughs> the Phelan Sanford line. Yeah. Uh, number 14 is Chief Borders. Number 88 is Ruquan Buckley. He was number three. No, zero. Zero. Z- Ruquan was number zero. Uh, Marquise Buford was number one. Now he is number 24. Um, I don't remember what number Brian Buscini was. I thought he was in the 90s. Well, now he's number 18. So Brian Buscini is now number 18. Corey Collier, who was number two or seven, I think number seven. Uh, Corey Collier is now number 34. So now Nebraska has multiple guys in the secondary that are 34 and higher. Dwight Boodle's number 40. Collier's number 34. Yeah, Buscini was 95 last year. Okay, so now he's number 18. Hmm. Cor- okay, Corvidan. Joshua Fleeks, um, the transfer from Baylor, is number 18. I mentioned this one before the break. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda was number two last season, is now number 82. Um, Arik Gilbert, who was number eight at Georgia, is now number 89. Um, Tommy Hill, who was number zero as well, right? Was Tommy Hill zero or one? So he, had to he took two. He took when he two. Went to offense. Yes, he had to switch. Now he is number thirty-one. Um, I don't like see. that one. For yeah, me. I, don't, I really I don't don't. care for that one. Billy Kemp the fourth, who was number four, is now number fifteen. Um, Taman lineup Linum. I forgot that he was still here as number was number seven is now number thirty-eight. Jeez, what is with the secondary and having all numbers a, a higher than thirty-four? Any number between thirty. 36 yeah. and 40, 49 well, are fullback numbers. Well, and here we are. Sincere Safiula mm-hmm. is number 44, and he's a defensive back. As a DB, that's weird. That's that's what Garrett Nelson I was agree. as a D lineman. You could get away with it. I agree. Linebacker hybrid, but as a DB, Well, no. and, and and you'll remember, I mean, Garrett, or not, Randy Garrett Gregory was 44 because he was four, four, and then he changed to 44. Mm-hmm. Um or was it f- he was 44 first and then changed to four? Yes. Okay, that. Um, Jeff Sims is number 14. Deshaun Singleton is now number 19. Uh, previously number eight, Logan Smothers is now no- uh, number 18. Um, what else we got? Marcus Washington is now number 16. There's a couple There's a couple more, but that's just some of the notable ones. Uh, you were at practice. You heard from yeah. the, the coaching. Well, you heard from Matt Rule. And some players. Uh, Matt Rule, what did you take away from what he had to say? Very little, um, unfortunately. I I mean, that's the toughest part about... When, when you're at a place like Nebraska, where the, the passion is so great, right? And, and folks want it to be back so bad. Mm-hmm. We sit here... And and I'm I'm just as guilty as of it as the next guy. We nitpick every little thing that that is said, whether that's by Luke Reimer who spoke, whether that's by Gabe Irvin that spoke, or or Matt Rule. Obviously, the the first thing that comes to your mind is, oh no, why is your one of your most experienced players and your leading rusher still having trouble off the field, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and what does that mean for? Although it's, let's see, it'd be like five months down the road. What does that mean for five months from now, right? Mm-hmm. And Nebraska, once again, like Anthony Grant has been the closest to a thousand yard rusher since Divino Zigbo. And don't forget, Divino Zigbo wasn't supposed to play that year 
Fifth on the depth chart. Divino, Divino Zigbo started third. Ramir Johnson started fifth. Ah, right, yep. But okay. I, same thing, same, yep. same principle, where it's like Divino Zigbo was not supposed to start playing unless Greg Bell just left the team, which he did. And you had, um, pre prior to that, it was like, yeah, Divino Zigbo, and then it was like Rex Burkhead and Amir, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you're sitting there going, now the, the closest thing that you have had to a 1,000-yard rusher is now having trouble off the field. What does that mean? Why are we still having these issues? It, it's unfortunate. It's disappointing because this is the install period. Anthony yeah. Grant's seen it's a lot important. of college football, but you got to be there to put the offense in. The The positive is that it doesn't sound illegal or illicit. No. It's, nope. you know, hey, tidy things up. Yeah. Make sure things are all buttoned up, buttoned down, and you're good to go so you can take care of business on the football field. Yeah. That, to me is a positive because habits are tough to change, mm-hmm. especially if, if I, again, I don't know what this is, but hypothetically, if you're, you know, allowed to get away with not going to class or not getting your grades up there, it's been fudged for well, you before. It's a hard habit to break, but it's at least doable, especially if everyone else is bought in and they're encouraging. Anthony Grant can be a huge part of this team. And this is where whoever those guys are that are bought in that have a routine and where you rely on that life skills department with what, you know, Keith Zimmer and that mm-hmm. group do over there, it's doable. Yeah. You hope this doesn't pop up again because of how talented Anthony Grant can be. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you that, guys this. Um, not that it, take this for what you will. This year, so as as still a college student, right? Mm-hmm. I have 10 weeks left, by the way. But who's counting? Oh, yeah, no, nobody's <laughs> counting. Um, we sit here, and in class, you obviously have class with football players right mm-hmm. and so I have I have class with quite a few football players on Tuesday Wednesday Thursday every week they number one those players I have been in there every single day in every single class there's a guy that comes in at the start and a guy that comes in at the end every single day on Tuesday and Wednesday and counts I can tell you that a hundred percent that was not the case last year that they, they did not have a guy come and check last mm-hmm. year in in the all, all in any of the in person classes, mm-hmm. not to say that once again don't want to speculate on what happened or didn't happen in previous years, but here we are, and when you pair that with maybe what you saw from or what you heard from Matt Rule indirectly, and what I mean by that is whether and I said this earlier today whether you are the starting running back or the six string wide receiver, there's going to be a standard here, and it does not matter who you are. Or what? How important you are to this team? You need to. It is. It's. It's that that the thought of. We don't. We don't need you. You need us. Exactly. And that's something that Nebraska's lacked for a very long time. Is mm-hmm. that whole? We don't. You need us more than we need you. Right? We'd like to have you, but we don't. Need We'd you. love to. We'd love mm-hmm. to, but we aren't going to. We are not going to sacrifice and and alter what we want to do on a daily basis and where we want this thing to go mm-hmm. just for you to be a part of this thing. Consistency is good in terms of the message being sent up and down the roster. These are our standards. They don't change yeah. because you have to treat all the players equally from whoever you're going to call your most talented player to the last guy on the mm-hmm. roster. Got to treat them the same. That goes a long way. The other thing that I think is important is this is happening winter one, spring one, day one. Yeah. It would. I think a lot of people would have the temptation to ease in, but, oh, I don't know the guys yet. How do I know they can trust me? Mm-hmm. The best way to do that is to be authentic, to have your standards and then live up to them. Uh, make other yeah. guys live up to them and stick to them. Because if you were going to, you know, kind of 
putts around. Let guys get away with it for this spring. Oh, well, we'll catch up with them in the fall once we know mm-hmm. them better. That's just that much longer. You have to break those bad habits. And then you're dealing with an yeah. issue in spring. So to me, it's a credit to Matt Rule and his staff. They're coming in with these expectations and making guys live up to them from day one instead of letting them, you know, ease into it and potentially get even further off the path. When, it, you know, having this happen in the fall could be a lot more damaging than it is in the spring. I was going to say nip it in the bud. Exactly. Right? Yep. right? Get get it figured out now. And also, I mean, whatever happens, it, it can, two things are going to happen out of this. Whether it, it, And one of them is Anthony Grant's on the team. Second one is – and same could be said for Tommy Hill. Mm-hmm. Anthony Grant slash Tommy Hill is on the team or they're not on the part of this thing, right? Whichever one, you want to get it figured out before mm-hmm. you go into August, before yep. the, the transfer portal opens up. Mm-hmm. Not only – for that player to figure out, hey, what what's your future going to be? Are you going to be a part of this thing or not? You need to figure it out. It's not not even just for that. That's a part of it because now with tra- transfer portal and the way people talk and the way mm-hmm. that guys communicate, that's an important part of it to have their best interest at heart, even if it doesn't work out, to still figure out ways to help them. But also, you don't want to find yourself at the end of at, at the start of fall camp going crap, man. Now with Anthony Grant not here, we really should have added another running back or or any position. Oh crap, man! Without without Tommy Hill, I don't know what we're going to do at wide receiver if Marcus Washington or, or whoever goes down. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's that oh no moment that you want to avoid as soon as possible. Knowing helps. Yeah, uncertainty kills. It regardless of what it is, it's always better to know and be able to adapt rather than be left in limbo. Mm-hmm. That's tough on everyone, not just the coaches, not just that player, but that entire room. You know, yeah. if one of the guys that's expected to be there, be a leader on the field, isn't, that throws everything into chaos. And you can't have that at any point. The best cultures can, you know, root it out early, but especially year one under a new coach. Mm-hmm. As your league is looking to transition, like you said, this is stuff you got to nip in the bud because now is the year to make the transition. If Nebraska made this coaching change <laughs> yeah. as divisions went away, that'd be a problem. You have a year to get used to it before everything well, else changes. Well, and that's that's what I, I think it's important to point out a couple things off of that specific ta- or, or conversation is that there's not much grace. No, there is not a grace period. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have five years like. We're gonna get. Uh, we're eventually, as this off season progresses, we're going to get to that conversation of what does the timeline look like, right? Because we were all about timelines under Scott Frost, and now probably a little more hesitant to put a timeline on it because of where this program is at. But it's still just as important as important as it is for Matt Rule to have standards and expectations on how he runs his football team. It's important for Trev and the athletic department, the administration side of it, to have expectations of how they hold Matt Rule. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. although you gave a guy a nine year con or what, however long it was, nine million for for X amount of years, it's still important that you see something in year one and see something in year two. And with that, you mentioned it's crucial that, that players aren't there for the install. And this is a normal thing. I, I think once once again, I, I don't want to blow this out of proportion because this happens a lot of places it's just like as Nebraska fans, you sit there and you say, "Shoot, this is one more thing on top of the fire pit that's going to burn. That it's going to get even. It's going to get higher and higher and stronger and stronger." Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of get disappointed because attrition and suspensions and dismissals happen everywhere you go. But I think when you look at it and you have uh, it's your leading rusher, returning rusher, nine hundred fifteen yards last year. 
when now the star of the offseason is what he's called by head coach Matt Rule, Gabe Irvin, had 20 carry, 20, 20 yards rushing last year. No, 20 carries for 98 rushing mm-hmm. yards all of last season. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of are curious and maybe worry creeps in, but once again, that's where it's like you have to keep reminding yourself not to blow it out of proportion because we're on day one. We'll finish this segment with this before we get to Brian Munson of Husker Online, the On3 Network, to talk yeah. junior day. Uh, this weekend, it's a big one. It's a big one. My thought surrounding this spring, Nick, is that it's not nearly as hyped as previous springs. I feel like fans in the conversation generally around this spring is a lot more muted than it has been. I mean, even mm-hmm. you know under Mike Riley, you had the Calabrasca. Oh, it's going to be different. And okay, it's weird, but it might work. You have the Calabrasca hype that was there. We know what spring was like when Scott Frost first came in. Yeah. Selling out a spring game. Oh, here we go. We're going to run the Big Ten, that sort of thing. And then it was second year, we've weeded out all the bad guys, nice. and, and we're ready to roll. Right. And, not, and you had this year two of UCF that Husker fans were clinging on to. Right. So I'm not going to say Husker fans aren't excited for football, but I think there's a lot more of a reserved approach and a lot yeah. more wait and see that I think is healthy. I was just going to say that it's healthy for the fan base, I also think it's healthy for the fan, for the for the staff and the players and the players. Yep. Like I, I think that that all plays a part into it because when you think about everything we've heard, now once again it's heard, um, and, and you go back to like the Ed Foley conversation of of sixty five schools in whatever amount of time and and all this, like you're thinking, okay, they're just doing their job and they they say that they're just doing their job. I think it's healthy because. You don't have the staff pumping in of we're gonna we're going to win this game. We're gonna this is our goal. We have these goals. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they have them. I hope they have them, but they're not vocal about it. Maybe that's a good thing. For sure. Uh, we'll talk to Brian Munson, Husker Online. Big Junior Day coming up. What does that mean for Nebraska? Just how big is it? Uh, we like to talk to Brian, pick his brain about all things recruiting. We'll do that after this. 